You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode 30, a little bit of a milestone. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And we're going to talk uh, a little bit about the X-Men universe, uh, the Gambit standalone movie, where that is. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Deadpool 2, uh, as well as like what we can expect from that movie. Uh, we'll move on to uh, Thor Ragnarok and some other stuff related to that movie uh some collaboration with uh some dc universe television shows and then we'll finish up the podcast with uh i guess a discussion on suicide squad um so the first topic is something i got off of yahoo via uprox and basically it's about simon kimberg and information that he provides related to um the X-Men universe and Gambit, the standalone movie, as well as whether or not Cable's been cast for Deadpool 2. And so um, there's a quote that I was going to read uh, that, that Kimber talks about when he's referring to the Gambit standalone movie. And for those that aren't aware, um, the Gambit movie was scheduled with a specific release date. And... Um, not too long ago when we talked about it uh, on a previous podcast was that um, basically it got removed from its um, slated date and basically at this point there is no release date Um, now it hasn't been said that the movie's been cancelled just that it's there's a delay Um, and so he's actually talking um, about or trying to explain what the delays are about and so he says the truth is when you have uh, these movies that need a very special and unique tone it takes a little while to find that tone Deadpool felt like it exploded out of nowhere but it was a 10-year development process uh, uh, a process for that movie and I hope that Gambit doesn't take 10 years but it takes a little honing to get that tone and that voice exactly right Really, it's just about getting a screenplay that is worthy of that character, and I think we're really close to that right now. And so, um, yeah, I think basically what he's trying to explain is that I think they're trying, it sounds like they're trying to be a little bit more cautious about the X-Men movies, because it kind of seems like a lot of movies that they've done, there's no real consistent storyline or because they suck (laughs) or like character arc yeah they just kind of here's a movie about the x-men and here's another movie about the x-men and we're gonna go back in the past and there it's just like there's no consistency and a lot of people argue that and i I mean i'll even i'll even say that x-men has like a shit ton of potential x-men was probably my favorite group of superheroes uh growing up more so than any other cast of characters in the marvel universe um and you know i grew up watching those like x-men saturday morning cartoons and like reading those comic books and you know they've really kind of been real dicey with the movies and a lot of people would say that you know they just need to be completely redone um and so it sounds as though they're trying to do a better job of 
you know, releasing a better quality movie, and especially when he's comparing it to Deadpool and what, you know, and, and what, uh, like, the producers and, and cast did for, you know, like, uh, just the overall quality of the Deadpool release. Obviously, like, it being, like, one of the highest grossing R-rated movies. Um, so... I guess that's comforting to know that they're really trying to find a vibe similar to what happened with Deadpool in terms of them just being like, all right, we cast Channing Tatum. He's got some Cajun blood. Bloop. We're going to throw out this Cajun Gambit movie and just Mm -hmm. cross our fingers and hope that because it's Channing Tatum and because it's a beloved character like Gambit that it's going to make money. So I don't know. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing that. Because of all the characters um, in X-Men, obviously everybody always loved Wolverine. I, I I really liked Wolverine. But one of my favorite, I think probably in some cases I would say that I liked Gambit a little bit more than Wolverine. And I think it was because, uh, you know, with Wolverine, like everybody just loved Wolverine. Like Wolverine's just fucking badass. The reason I like Gambit is because I like that like he can just basically turn any object into a weapon. He had some martial arts ability. That like he was also like always that super cool kind of cocky dude. You know with the trench coat and was like kind of a ladies man and people liked him because he had that like um, that Cajun accent. I just thought that like overall as a character like he was really cool. And so there's a ton of potential for Gambit and I think they realized that, especially. You know, with Channing Tatum at the helm as Gambit. So, you know, if it does take longer, that's good. Because at least they'll do a better job. We hope. <laughs> so. Maybe they're just trying to do better because he's a bigger name star. Like, you know, they don't want to, like, tank his career. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in the other X-Men movies, I mean, yeah, they have big stars. But, I mean, Chan- he's he's kind of a different kind of star, I think. True that. I yeah, I could see that. I mean, I mean Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he's Deadpool, but if you look at all the, you know, fun that he poked at himself, you know, he's been, you know, the sexiest man alive, or, you know, he's he's one of those kind of stars, and so is Channing Tatum. So maybe they're taking that into consideration, and they're, you know, they're trying to build something for him. It's not, you know, they're writing a story and then throwing him into it. Maybe they're actually, you know. Sure, it's still the character, but maybe they're going to put a little bit of him into it so it's, you know, a little more tailor-made. Either that or they just realize that, you know, if they do take a little bit longer and just make a better quality movie, that when it releases that it's going to resonate with its, uh, you know, its fan base and it's going to make a shit ton of money more so than them trying to pump out a movie every two years, you know, just basically haphazardly throwing together a film you know, about the world ending and so-and-so coming to save it. You know, obviously they're going to have to do something a little different. I mean, it's a Gambit standalone movie, so they're going to have to, like, you know, obviously go into some backstory for those that aren't familiar with his character, and then obviously, you know, have a, you know, an exciting, you know, story to go along with, you know, the origins, uh, you know, of Gambit. I mean, maybe, you know, it ends with, you know, maybe how he gets pointed in the direction of the x-men or maybe it doesn't even maybe it doesn't even go into the x-men at the end of that movie you know um you know it's i guess it's really interesting to know exactly where they're going to go with it 
I guess it's just comforting to know that they're actually going to take the time to figure out how they're going to make the movie as good as Deadpool as opposed to just trying to make a movie as soon as possible because they have a because you know they have a you know a good cast or because you know they're they're going to do it on a very popular character and so um then he also addresses uh you know some rumors with Cable uh he basically shoots down rumors surrounding the casting of Cable in the next Deadpool movie uh, you know, he's basically quoted as saying, I've seen rumors about everybody from Arnold Schwarzenegger to I can't even remember. We haven't cast him as the truth. Um, I know in, uh, I would say it's probably been 15 episodes now when we were trying to speculate on, you know, who exactly, you know, could play Deadpool. Um, you know, I don't... You mean Cable? Did I say fucking Deadpool? Yeah, yeah. Did. Well, I was speculating on, you know, we were speculating on who would be a good... Uh, you know, a good fit for Cable in the movie Deadpool. And, you know, for us, I mean, we we mentioned a couple of names. Uh, I mean, ultimately, I mean, there could be a surprise out there, like somebody we didn't even think of. Um, I don't know. I mean, in some cases, I almost, I almost hope they don't cast somebody, like, too well-known. You know, maybe they can do a good job of maybe finding some up-and-comer that can kind of fit the Deadpool role, you know, without having to rely so much on, you know, a well-known person. Um, you know, that's the hope. So, uh... They should pick that guy that was the coach for, what was it, Iceland and the Mighty Ducks movie? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because he plays a good bad guy. He'd be like, serious bad guy i don't know really i mean it's not that i'm like not wanting them to cast like somebody well-known it's just like my worry is that they're gonna try to cast somebody that's like you know oh this guy's a big action star so let's just throw him in the role you know and they're just gonna cast somebody just because somebody saw that deadpool made a shitload of money and somebody's gonna be like i want to play that character you know, and suddenly they throw somebody that, like, they just try to fit into the character. I mean, I don't... I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't think they'll necessarily do that for the Deadpool movie, but, I mean, it's the fucking movie industry. So, like, I mean, as good of a job as they did with Deadpool, you know, like, I don't think they're completely immune to making mistakes. You know, I just hope that doesn't happen where they're, like, trying to accommodate people to, you know, just kind of jump into the role. Um, and so... Uh, we're going to skip this next topic and go kind of into this other topic that's right behind it. Um, since we're already on the topic of Deadpool 2, um, this uh, comes from Inverse.com. Uh, Deadpool 2 is supposed to be a giant parody of superhero sequels. So the storyline for Deadpool 2 is basically going to be poking fun at other superhero films which i don't know how that's gonna do as a movie and probably not as well as they think it's gonna do uh you know i'm the thing is is i mean it kind of plays into like deadpool's character you know because when you're you know you're watching um a lot of these other deadpool comics you know he um i mean obviously he he looks right at you and like he makes you know side commentary and 
you know, he jokes about being like a cartoon and like he's self-aware, you know, and so there's a lot to be played with in terms of like, you know, what Deadpool does in 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 comic books and so I mean, like they're introducing that more into this I think into the second film whereas like you know he's self-aware he can poke fun he can look at the audience and you know and kind of joke about how these you know other movies have gone I mean I could see this being really interesting you know obviously not knowing much more than that uh you know it leaves a ton to the imagination uh so essentially what's been said is Simon Kinsberg uh says as of the un- god damn it simon kinsberg said uh the as of yet unnamed deadpool 2 uh will be a made a spoof on the unrelenting wave of superhero franchises um he said that i think deadpool 2 will comment on anything that's happening in movies today especially in superhero movies um the sort of glut or saturation of these movies and the proliferation of sequels in is uh, definitely something we'll be playing around with. So, you know, I mean, maybe they'll be talking about, like, how terrible other movies were. Which is funny because, obviously, him coming from a movie like Green Lantern, where they were trying to start a franchise with that, and it tanked horribly. And he did, you know, obviously make some Green Lantern comments in the first Deadpool. You know, obviously, that's probably going to be fodder in part two, if that is the case. You know, as well as any other movies that, you know, um, are superhero related that were like panned, uh, you know, by the general audience as being shit movies, which could include a lot of X-Men movies. (laughs) Well, if they're making fun of sequels, I don't think the Green Lantern will be in there. It'll be, they're probably going to take a shot at Marvel. Yeah, well, I guess. Uh, Because they're the ones that have the longest, it seems like the longest running franchise of tossing movies out there sequel after sequel yeah who knows what he knows that they'll really do that though i mean because you know they are basically like you know going into a lot of agreements on you know borrowing characters you know spider-man x-men i mean obviously they haven't made that deal with deadpool but um you know with a lot of character sharing going on who knows how much they're really gonna bite marvel's hand when marvel's basically extended the hand in order to try to make their movies more successful so they can get their hands back on some of the characters they need to expand their universe. So, I don't know. I guess we'll just wait and see. It it is it does seem interesting. Um but and there's always DC. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty to talk about there. Um so we'll rewind a little bit and uh you know, we were talking about uh you know, Channing Tatum and his role um in Gambit. Um, but he also has another movie in the works, and, uh, this is, uh, a story that I got from Nerdist, and it says that Channing Tatum is going to be playing a mermaid in the Splash remake. Now, uh, for those who don't know, Splash was a very big movie in the 80s, um, where, uh, Tom Hanks played the main character and Daryl Hannah was the mermaid um john candy was like his best buddy and um you know it's i mean i guess just go watch the movie i've watched it a bunch of times i freaking love the splash movie i thought it was 
pretty funny and like original um and so basically with this remake they're doing what uh they've done with other remakes and um that is basically ruin the original by making a second movie because i mean they're basically going to do everything different with this one so jillian bell who is um the girl from 22 jump street who is, uh, gosh, she's been in a bunch of other movies too. I mean, she's really funny. Um, she's going to play Daryl Hannah's character in the new Splash remake, and Channing Tatum is going to play Tom Hanks' character. Uh, or actually, I take that back. I got that in reverse. Jillian Bell is going to play Tom Hanks' character, um, and Channing Tatum is going to play Daryl Hannah's character as the mermaid. And, uh, basically what this amounts to to me is another 80s movie gender swap which i mean maybe they came up with this idea and they thought it was a great idea before ghostbusters came out because we already know where 80s movies gender swap you know uh go now because you have the ghostbusters movie which is a hugely popular 80s 80s movie and you know spawn sequels and now you know they remade that into a you know complete gender swap alternate universe released that movie and it's tanked it's basically still in the hole i don't know it's lost like 90 million dollars or something uh you know i think actually even more than that and basically it's lost so much money at this point that they're even calling into question whether or not there's going to be a sequel. They they'd, really shouldn't. They, they'd actually planned a sequel regardless because they wanted to get this like Ghostbusters universe going. I mean, obviously, because they just want to start another franchise. Um, you know, But at this point, it's lost so much money that uh, there's a really good chance that we're not going to see a Ghostbusters sequel, which, like Amanda said, is probably a good thing. They should have picked different actresses if they were going to do that. And, uh, you know, so at this point... Um, you know, uh, I mean, I I was actually excited when I first read this uh, story at a glance because I'm like, huh, Splash! That movie was awesome! So I'm thinking, oh, they're just going to remake the movie and just, like, you know, maybe put a little spin on it, you know, like they do with some movies. But they're doing this gender swap bullshit that they did with Ghostbusters, and I'm just like, oh, God. Like, seriously, this fucking movie is going to be garbage. Um, you know, I mean, I guess we can always hope for the best, but... I mean, at this point, like, you know, you can always use fucking Ghostbusters as a reference and already know that this probably isn't going to be good. Um, it's a shame because Splash is a really excellent movie. And it's funny, as Amanda hasn't seen it, I thought she had and she hasn't. Um, so, you know, I do need to rewatch the movie so that uh, she can check it out. And obviously it's going to be something to gauge the remake against so when they come out with this fucking remake you can be like wow that was garbage so um you know or maybe not maybe she shouldn't watch it that way she doesn't have anything to compare it to so she can go to the movie and be like eh, it wasn't that bad and then we can watch the old one and she'll be like oh my god what did i watch but she's gonna be watching channing tatum as a fucking mermaid <laughs> so she's gonna be like oh yeah he's hot he basically looks like Magic Mike with fucking little tail fin. 
I don't sound like that. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> well, if I can make it a girl voice, I don't know. What's your anyways for? Do you have a point to make or you just want to be like anyways with the crazy neck thing? Anyways with a Z. I'm not really for the whole gender swapping deal in movies nowadays. Kind of gets on my nerves. Just like they're doing another Ocean's Eleven, but with all females. But it's actually called Ocean's Ocho because they're bringing it down to eight. Huh. Yeah. No, seriously. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they have like this mismatched, horrible cast of people that it's going to fail. Okay, okay. It's Anne Hathaway, um, Mindy Kaling, what? Rihanna. Kate, uh, freaking Kate Blanchett, um, Helen, what's her name? Helen, Helena, Boima. Helena Bottom Carter. Yes. Um, oh my god. Some girl called Aquafina. Oh, is Meryl Streep in it too? Why it's not go? No, for- she's not. Barbara Streisand. No. <laughs> Hold on. Where's my phone? Oh my god. I have it because I saw this article. It was on uh, Marie Claire. And it's it's serious. They're seriously doing this. I don't. It doesn't even make sense. Like, why they'd even want to okay. go there with that movie? I mean, obviously, Ocean's Eleven was like a really popular movie that did really well at the box office. I don't understand where all these gender swaps are coming from. Like, to me, it just doesn't make sense that like, obviously, just going into an alternate dimension is automatically going to make an or you know a previously successful movie equally successful just because it switches genders so anne hathaway helena bonham carter mindy kaling sandra bullock rihanna kate blanchett and aquafina so they haven't cast their eight and final member but it's the oceans 11 director he's producing the film and then this guy that did the hunger games and sea biscuit and whatever he's going to be directing it and then some girl it wrote the film. They're going to start... Oh, I already know. You already threw a hint out there. The fucking directors, like, he fucking helped uh, direct Seabiscuit. If that's the case, that means that the eighth person that they're going to cast for this movie is Sarah Jessica Parker. Because of her horse face? <laughs> yeah. But the film is set to begin shooting in October in New York. Uh, oh, see, it makes even more sense because she's filmed stuff in New York before, right? So it's gonna be Sarah Jessica Parker as horse face. Yeah. She's gonna oh, she's gonna wear that fucking rubber horse face costume that no. like, people wear. No, but the comments <laughs> haven't been kind. People are just like, uh, it sucks, and it's like, yeah, I agree, and it's just. Ugh. I know there's not a bunch of like you know there, there there can't be like a, a room of people somewhere. That's telling them that this is a good idea. Ghostbusters is already tanked. It's not getting a fucking remake. You you have this fucking splash remake that I don't know what they're thinking, but they have good people behind it. So, you know, at least you could fucking pray and hope that it breaks even and doesn't completely fucking tank. But then, you know, you're talking about remaking like a super popular movie like Ocean's Eleven and then doing the same bullshit garbage. It's like... I mean, at this point, you can tell that Hollywood's basically scraping the proverbial fucking bottom of the barrel. The cup that they're using to fucking scoop up ideas is literally scraping the bottom of a fucking drum. Well, that's what the comments were saying. They were just like, 
you know, look at Ghostbusters. That movie failed. This movie's going to fail. What's happening in Hollywood? You know, why can't they come up with any ideas? Especially because Ocean's Eleven, you know, the movie that we think of, you know, that had like, you know, Matt Damon and all of them in it. George Clooney. That was fucking... actually a remake because there was an old Ocean's Eleven. That, I mean, that with movie was With the original old. Rat Pack. Yeah, so they're already remaking a remake. <laughs> And then they're so, going to make a remake of a remake of a remake. And then it's just like, you know, they're they're not even pulling, like, you know, really top actors. I, I Sandra, Aquafina? Who the fuck is that? Exactly. That's what everyone's saying. I think she's a YouTuber. Like, <laughs> I seriously, who is that? Like, I don't know. Sandra Bullock's probably the one that would be the most, you know, out of that cast to... Who could probably pull it off? Everyone else. Um, Rihanna, really? Yeah. Like, ugh. But yeah, some of the comments were interesting. They're just like, so where's the, you know, the gender mix-up of 16 Candles? And, you know, where's my, you know, remake of... What was the other movie? It was a really good one. But, oh, where's the all-male version of Bridesmaids? Like, you know, come up with that. <laughs> and, you know, it's just... People are getting really tired of it. And I have to say, I agree. I just, I think the all-male version of Bridemaids was Wedding Crashers. No. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know, because it's kind of the same. Maybe not it's really, not. though. Whatever. Because they're, they're crashing weddings. Bridesmaids is about a weddings. friendship. <laughs> the weddings. I know. The bri- bridesmaids yeah. is about weddings, too. They weren't crashing weddings, though. She was in a wedding, and it's about her friendship with the girl that was oh, getting... Oh, so because they're not directly parallel, they're, they can't be compared? Yeah, it's not a remake with an all-male cast. That's the point. Yeah. So it'd be like Groomsmen or whatever. <laughs> Groomsmen. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. I mean, it's... I don't think... You know, men aren't... You know, men aren't out here like, Oh, fuck, man. I want a fucking dude version of this movie. Dudes don't fucking care about that. Oh, like, we just want to see a good fucking movie. So it was like, where's the all male cast to steal magnolias and uh, beaches? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that that wouldn't work. Yeah, where's an all male cast of funny lady? <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to be funny, dude. It's just like we don't need it. You know, people stop trying to make everything equal. Life is not equal. Okay, it's. <laughs> It's not, and things are made the way they are for a reason, and that can apply to a lot of different things, but usually movies are written the way that they are written for a reason, and they don't always need to be remade. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to leave that there. If they're going to be remade, at least make a solid effort to make a, a decent film that you're either taking in a different direction, like in a, in a like what you feel to be a positive way that's not something as simple as alternate universe bullshit with like gender swaps i mean to me it's just like they're not even really thinking about making a decent movie they're simply saying hey let's take this idea let's fucking swap gender roles and then let's just throw a bunch of you know raunchy comedy in it because it's girls saying it and that's supposed to be enough to sell fucking tickets like it's it's uh it's it's pretty disappointing that that's what like it's come to in terms of all of these remakes. Um but we'll move away from this depressing uh bullshit <laughs> that is 80s remakes and France, uh France. and uh move on to um a uh, story related to Thor Ragnarok and um it's 
it's been said that it may feature a Guardian of the Galaxy. Um, the sources uh, from Yahoo through Uprox, and uh, basically there's a rumor uh, that was claiming that uh, Marvel Aliens, the the Kotati, will be appearing alongside the Odinson and the Angriest Avenger. Um, the Kotati also happen to be a race of aliens um, that uh, New Guardian Mantis comes from. So if they turn up, it'll likely be alongside them. Um, and it might also help explain how the Guardians come across Mantis in the first place. Um, as we can imagine, any planet that sees a visit from those two will probably need all of the help they can get. And, uh, you know, look what Thor did to London. Um, they also happen to share a planet with the Kree, who have turned up in both movies, um, and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so, uh, basically, Mantis's character... Uh, is is pretty interesting. Um, it's got like a like very strong in hand to hand combat. Has telepathy, uh, like super healing abilities, all kinds of all kinds of bullshit. Um, and so, just to kind of briefly explain some of this uh, storyline, because there's actually quite a bit. Um, but Mantis is uh, half Vietnamese, half German. Um, she was uh, born in Hue, Vietnam, and her father uh, leaves her in Vietnam at the temple of the alien priest of Pama, which is a sect of the Cree. And the Cree believe that she might become the Celestial Madonna and mate with the eldest Kotati on Earth to become the mother of the Celestial Messiah, the most important being in the universe. Uh, you know, basically it goes into her backstory, how her mind was wiped clean. Um, how she basically gets left on Earth and, you know, to gain life experience. And she becomes a prostitute and a barmaid. And, uh, you know, she ends up meeting this guy named the Swordsman who's, like, super in love with her. But she never actually gets with him, treats him like crap. Um, she ends up joining the Avengers. And uh, she fights She fights alongside the Avengers. And she battles Zodiac and Thanos and Claw and all these other characters. Um, even with uh, the Fantastic Four and the Inhumans, um, she fights against Ultron. Um, She's—I uh, guess she gets smitten by Vision, who she wants to get with, but he basically doesn't want anything to do with her. And this is just the backstory from like the comic book. Um, you know whether or not they're actually going to go in that same direction with her character being cast, or or you know basically put in the Guardians of uh, the Galaxy Two. You know, who knows if that's how they're going to do it, you know, because, you know, when they actually come to the movies, they make little tweaks to their characters. So, um, you know, we may see, uh, you know, we may see that she has like the same abilities, but obviously she might have a completely different backstory to kind of mesh with like the rest of the universe and like what they plan to do with her. Um, initially, when I'd read the topic, I was thinking, oh, cool, you know, we're going to see one of the guardians of the galaxy kind of make a you know a cameo in thor ragnarok and i'm like oh, i wonder how they're gonna do that that'll be weird you know i'm thinking like chris pratt or like fucking that would be fun you know just like you know one of those <coughs> one of those characters and then when i you know kept reading i'm like oh okay they're introducing a a whole new character so i was like womp womp but uh i mean the character seems pretty interesting and so i almost wonder if they're gonna add her as like an additional member or if they're going to end up losing a member so 
Oh, that would suck. Yeah, we shall see. Oh, but side note, though, freaking Tom Hiddleston has an Instagram now, and his first picture was him as Loki from the set of the movie. Ooh, that's cool. Yep, so go check that out. Hmm. Yeah, that <laughs> that's cool. I didn't know that. Um. So, uh, moving on, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and the Legends of Tomorrow. Um, they're going to put their best foot forward in a four-way crossover tease from Steve Amell. And so this is uh, from Yahoo via TV line. And uh, basically where this story comes from is uh, Steve Amell's on Twitter, and he tweeted a photo of feet. Now, um, all of the different... Uh, footwear you know that was in this photo is basically a hint at what's to come um you know essentially people notice that all the footwear is from their uh superheroes that they're familiar with so um you know it has oliver queen is uh grant gustin's uh barry allen it has uh melissa benoit's uh cara danvers uh Katie Lotz, Sarah Lance, and Brandon Roth's Ray Palmer uh, when they're fighting baddies is the Green Arrow, the Flash, Supergirl, White Canary, and the Atom. So um, it's a bit early at this point as to whether or not they've actually uh, started filming. It seems more, more likely that they've actually just got together for like shooting promo stuff. But um, at this point, the CW is... Um, see the CW superhero slate kicks off its new season starting Tuesday October 4th uh, with Flash season 3 and so you know basically this promo is basically hinting at you know this fucking four way crossover I mean you can see the CW has all these shows I mean Supergirl was on um, one of them yeah it was on CBS it was on a major network and they scooped her up and, you know, obviously Arrow and Flash have been doing pretty well. And, uh, you know, them doing like a four-way crossover with all the properties that they have would be pretty cool to see. So, um, I guess we won't have to wait too long just because, you know, Flash Season 3 is going to be, uh, you know, coming out in October. And so I'm sure we could expect, uh, you know, this collaboration to take place at some point. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming in one of those episodes of Flash. So, that will be cool. And all of that was from a single fucking photo from Stephen Mills' Twitter. Then he's uh, all psych. Yeah. Well, there was a there was like a photo that uh, Robert Downey had posted or retweeted that was like a fan uh, fan created photo as it related to like the Infinity War uh, movie, and it uh, it had like a list of cast names. And so it had, like, cast names for, uh, like, you know, Infinity War. And then it also had, like, cast from, like, you know, Marvel shows like Luke Cage and, uh, fuck, uh, why am I drawing blanks on the fucking Marvel property movies or the the Marvel shows on on Netflix? It had, uh, like, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and all these fucking names. And so people were like, what? Like... Are all the Marvel, you know, show personalities going to end up in this uh, Infinity Wars movie? Which, like, people were excited for, but 
it seems like pretty unlikely just because you know people have said previously that you know people that produce the movies um have said numerous times that it's pretty unlikely that they'd actually cast people that are in the television shows if i was famous i would mess with people like that all the time (laughs) and the thing was it wasn't something he created it was just something he fucking retweeted that somebody else made i know i would mess with people like that all the time i'd be like yeah tweet me all your weird theories i'd be like yeah retweet retweet oh yeah that one's good retweet that one and people like what what's going on that would be awesome it's like short circuit cannot compute um so um that was a that was a you know just a little something to know just in case you watch any of those shows and you were wondering if they were ever going to do it it seems like it's likely that that should be coming up here toward the i don't know the fall so that'll be neat um so uh the suicide squad um and this topic is basically going to address why a lot of jared leto's scenes were cut out obviously jared leto played the joker uh this source is from inverse and uh um basically after reading several articles it seemed as uh though most of the seams um most of the scenes i mean because i I read several different articles on this topic i mean this fucking this topic was like everywhere and so uh what i read about is margot robbie had actually addressed this early on and um it even gets talked about uh by jared leto um but basically what margot robbie had said is that the reason a lot of uh, joker scenes got cut out was because a lot of the scenes were having to do with him uh uh with joker and um harley quinn and that a lot of those scenes that were shot with joker were like dream sequences so like when we watched suicide squad you know there were like two or three dream sequences of like what was going on with the joker and harley quinn and it was like exclusively about them and then obviously there were scenes with the joker that obviously weren't dream sequences that were kind of furthering along the story that you know he's trying to you know get harley quinn back um you know but basically what she was explaining is that there were just so many dream sequences associated with their characters that they just needed to be cut out because it was making the movie more choppy. I mean, people are already complaining about, like, how the movie went, you know, from A to Z, and that, like, you know, a lot of people felt, though, it was it was already choppy the way it was. And obviously, if you included a lot of dream sequences with Harley Quinn and the Joker... It kind of takes away from the overall storyline that's the, you know, the ultimate end of the movie. It's like, okay, they're trying to save the world, you know, from Enchantress and all this shit that's going on. Ugh, with her nasty body movements, they're so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it, at that point it's like, okay, are we watching a movie about them trying to save the world from Enchantress? Or are we watching a movie about Harley Quinn and the Joker? I think they're just trying to cover up the fact that people are complaining. A lot of people that made the movie don't want to admit that they basically made two different movies. And then they kind of combine them together based on test screening. I mean, did you see those articles? No. The guy that made the movie, uh, what's his name, like David Iyer or whatever? Yeah, David Iyer. His was a sad movie. 
he made a downer movie basically kind of in the vein of Batman versus Superman and they did a test screen of it and people were like yeah this is a downer movie so the guys that made the trailer for the movie made it all colorful and ooh, this is exciting and fun and people said hey I want to see that movie so they reshot a lot of scenes based on what the people wanted from the trailer and they kind of cut it up into into what you know they did with the screeners and they did it again and the the screening audience wanted that movie they wanted the fun movie so then they went back and then another kind of shooting to put more of what the trailer guys had shot and they put it into the guys downer movie and that's the final product of what we got. That's why it doesn't make sense. That's why a lot of people are complaining that it looks like two different movies because it was two different movies. Huh. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I mean, there there was a lot of, like, different contrast for sure. I mean, it really went here and then it took you back over there and you got pulled one way and then you got pulled another way and you were kind of like, geez, like, it, it was almost like you had the Harley Quinn Joker stuff going on and then like you then you fast forwarded back to the movie again well it's just like there's one editor i guess that is is credited to the movie but there was an article that i read that by the end of the actual you know completion of the movie he wasn't even editing it anymore it was somebody else but whoever did it didn't get credit for it that sucks so i mean it's just um there was a lot of a lot of different things like I don't know the the movie is a mess because they didn't let the director do what he wanted to do with it. They, I mean, he did it, but then they screened it, and then people were like, "Well, yeah, it's okay, but it's a downer." And this trailer's kind of showing like, "Hey, it's really supposed to be a beat," and then they let the guys that did the trailer shoot the movie basically how they wanted to, and then they kind of mixed the two movies together, and that's what we got. Well, that's a fucked up way to make a movie. To complete it and then go back. Basically, that's yeah. like That's like, hey, let's record a podcast. And then we're going to be like, oh, this is weird. So let's record all this other shit and just like cram it in the middle of all this other stuff. Like it wouldn't even make sense. It's... I mean, I know they were panicked because there was such a bad review of Batman versus Superman and how they did that and that it was you know a downer movie and all those kind of things but i mean you have to give the fucking director like the ability to make a fucking movie i mean they gave the, i mean they gave him the ability to make the movie and he made the fucking movie you know just because one fucking audience doesn't like the movie doesn't mean the entire audience you know the entire viewing public is going to resonate with whatever this room of people think yeah. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it's it's the perfect example, and I'm not trying to get too political here because it's not what this podcast is about. But um, you know, in, in in like the political realm, you know, people like oh, Donald Trump is behind ten points in the polls. Hillary Clinton is up in like all these polls. Blah 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 blah. You know, you might as well not vote because fucking Trump's behind on the polls. But then you see all this other stuff that says that they're like basically in a dead heat. But you keep hearing, and then like all, all these polls are like polls of like a thousand people. They're polls of like a thousand fucking people that they called. 
that you know gave their answer one way or another and the accuracy is like plus or minus like two percent three percent so like you're telling me that because they fucking polled a thousand people that like that's the deciding factor poll that's gonna decide like who's gonna win the election like it just doesn't make any sense and this is exactly what this is it's like oh okay we fucking got like 200 people in a fucking audience and we're gonna take what they say is like gospel and we're gonna move forward with it and you know completely murder this film and turn it into something else just because a couple of trailer guys tried to make it seem upbeat and because other people were like oh it would be sad i've seen plenty of good sad movies yeah. you know there's been plenty of movies that was like fuck that was pretty terrible i did not see that coming but the movie was good they could have still got you know good word of mouth is like yeah this fucking movie was cool Definitely wasn't as funny as it was gonna, you know, look like it was gonna be, but Jesus, you should go see it. You know, I mean, were, were, were people basically saying, oh no, we wouldn't, rec- re- we wouldn't recommend this movie to a friend? I mean, it seems like, I mean, I don't know who's running the fucking movie studio over there at DC, but Jesus Christ, I mean, they really need to, like, reevaluate, like, the people that are making those, like, high-level decisions, because it just seems like those people are in over their head and well the other part was they had given out the release date and this was considered a tentpole movie and they weren't going to change the date so then they were up against time and everyone was like well why are you giving out a movie date two years in advance you know because they really you know announced the date of this like two years ago at comic-con and it's like they were up against time, and it's like, yeah, if you hadn't given out the date, maybe you could have made a better movie because no one would have known when it was supposed to come out. Yeah. But you gave it, so you had to stick with it, and this is what you got. Well, and uh, so there were some people that actually like were talking with Jared Leto and asking him about um, you know, his scenes being cut, and this is what he said. There were so many scenes that got cut from the movie, I couldn't even start. I think that the Joker, we did a lot of experimentation on the set. We explored a lot. There's so much that we shot that's not in the film. He then says, if I die anytime soon, it's probably likely that it'll surface somewhere, said Leto. That's the good news about the death of an actor is all the stuff seems to come out. (laughs) And somebody was like, is that a shot at Heath Ledger? You know, um, you know, it's not too cool. You know, to me, it just seemed like his comments are basically out of frustration that he shot a shit ton of material that he thought was good, that he thought could have been a good part of the movie, and probably did play into the original movie well, but. Uh, you know when Amanda's talking about these other stories that are saying that they went back and shot all this other material that's completely unrelated and then basically like jam-packed it into the movie and cut all of his scenes out so that they can make it something else I can see where he's frustrated I mean ultimately though I mean he's getting paid the same amount either way it's just you know I think a lot of people can understand why he's so frustrated because you know Leto tried to make the joker his own and you know his method acting you know took him to you know a different place of you know what we expected joker to be 
I thought he did a pretty good job, you know, with the few scenes that he got in Suicide Squad. And so I think ultimately his disappointment isn't necessarily... I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, like I said, he's getting paid the same either way. So, I mean, obviously that's not his problem. I just think, like, you know, all of that work that he put towards... Well, they cut it out so they could extend the story of Enchantress. And, ugh. Her character was so horrible. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, the character wasn't that great. The way she moved, it was just like a, ugh, like a nasty puppet. Like, you know, one of those things well, on a string. she was string. like an ancient being that was kind of like demonic. She's a fucking witch. No, it's like that creepy girl and all those dumb, scary movies the with ring? the stringy black hair. Like, the ring? Bleh. Yeah. Yeah, like, go find your precious or whatever. Like, <laughs> learn to move. It's just gross. And Well, it's meant to be kind of, like, awkward and No, she just scary. She looked horrible. She's a fucking witch. They she deals better in than witch, that. witchcraft. Her brother moved just fine. Yeah, her brother was a big old fucking macho dude, though. Yeah, they could have done her body movements better. Mm. And her face better. And her acting better. Because she's not a good actor. She should stick to modeling. She was fine. No. She oh, jeez. Okay, so, and for, you know, and for our final topic, basically, um, there were a couple of articles that uh, some just flat out said it, some insinuated it. Should the DC Universe start over after the Suicide Squad movie? What do you think? What do you mean start over? Fucking just revamp it. Again? Well, they didn't really come out with a Batman vs. Superman movie to be redoing it again. Or Suicide Squad. I mean, these are the first movies of their kind. Basically, the question is, is have they done so terrible a job that it's akin to X-Men? And that maybe they need to actually just... Fucking press the fucking pause button and just start over. I'm not talking about making a new Batman vs. Superman or making a new Suicide Squad or any of that crap. I'm talking about starting over with the introduction of a couple of characters in a movie and trying to build on a universe that is decent and then introducing movies accordingly in a slower pace that gives you the ability to you know for them to character develop because Marvel's so successful because they made movies about Hulk they made movies about Thor they made movies about Iron Man and Captain America and they they made a movie about Wonder Woman I what I'm saying is that Marvel made all these different movies and then they introduced other characters in all of these different movies that also eventually incorporated into one big movie with with DC yeah they're coming out with a Wonder Woman movie you know but I'm saying what I'm saying is they didn't you know they, they had a Superman movie they had a Wonder Woman movie um you know there's Batman vs Superman you know we haven't even had the standalone Batman movie yet I mean we're I mean Christopher Nolan's movies aren't part of this universe you know Ben Affleck's, you know, standalone Batman movie isn't coming out until way later, after a fucking Justice League movie. Really? Like, you know, there's, there needs to be more character development. And then, you know, on top of that, like, okay, Cyborg's movie? Cyborg movie's not coming out until after, uh, I don't think his movie's coming out until after Justice League 2. You know, not to mention, 
Um, you know, Aquaman's movie is the same deal, and we're also we're also talking about the fact that they're distancing themselves from Green Lantern when Green Lantern is a part of the Justice League. You know, they don't even he's not even mentioned. He's not even fucking thrown in there as a breadcrumb in any of the movies. I mean, maybe he can hastily get introduced at some point because he's from outer space or whatever. But um, you know, there's there's a lot of development that basically got sped along because they're trying to catch up. And as opposed to trying to catch up to Marvel, maybe they just need to f- go at their own pace. You know, it's kind of like they won't. You know, it's kind of like with anything, you just need to find your own groove and work within your capabilities as opposed to continually looking at the person next to you and trying to be as good as them. Just do as good as you can do. And well, maybe theirs is going backwards. Maybe they need to start with the big group one and see how well that does and see if people actually like those characters or not. I know, but you know, people don't have an emotional investment in these characters if they don't have any standalone movies to reference. It's like, how can you really like a... You know, how can you really feel like you like an Aquaman movie when the only thing you know about Aquaman is that he was fucking like... Cold Drago and fucking Game of Thrones and you know that he made like a small cameo from his face basically being in a couple of files in Suicide Squad and in Batman vs Superman but you don't actually see his standalone movie until after the Justice League comes out and the only thing you learn from him in uh, you know as far as Aquaman goes is like from a fucking Justice League movie. You know, it's... it's. Yeah, they're not just gonna completely throw him in there, though, with no explanation whatsoever. That's basically what they've done. You know? You haven't seen the Justice League movie, though. I mean, you don't know what it's gonna be. They can't just say, here, guys. Look, here's my point. It's not, it's not that... I mean, hopefully the Justice League movie turns out okay. What I'm saying is, okay... We're, we're talking about, like, there's been, like, fucking eight movies or something that came out before we got our first Avengers film. What if Marvel basically did Captain America versus Iron Man? They introduced one or two characters in that film other than Captain America and Iron Man. And then they fought some major bad guy. And then in that movie, they also hinted at, like, six other Avengers and then they did another movie that's an ensemble of a bunch of other bad guys out of nowhere they they start introducing a big old fucking ensemble team of of Marvel bad guys as one film that's all fucking choppy and has made a shitload of money regardless of the fact that it hasn't uh you know, been received well from, like, critics and stuff, that it's done okay, and then they they sprinkle in a couple of more, you know, superheroes in that, and then they're like, all right, cool, we're prepped for prime time. Uh, We've got our Black Widow movie that's going to come out here pretty soon, and then they're like, all right, Avengers. Avengers is coming out now. Avengers is coming out and fucking... But that's what I'm fucking saying. Marvel's not going to do that because Marvel realizes that that's fucking garbage. 
That is fucking garbage. But that's what DC's doing, and DC's perfectly oh fucking okay with it. And the fucked up part is, then is that the it. DC's gonna keep doing it because Suicide Squad, which I mean, I was okay with some of the characters. I didn't like the overall storyline. The fucking movie could have been way better. I mean, we were pretty nice about the movie and like we enjoyed it. But I mean, it, that movie could have been like way better. I mean, fucking high school kids probably could have wrote a better a better script for that movie. Um, you know, but the fact of the matter is the DC's going to continue on this fucking mediocre path because despite the fact that their fucking movie was all fucked up and hurried and, you know, with little thought, somehow it still made a shitload of money. And so ultimately, all these people that are making these fucking decisions are going to look at is that, eh, it still sold tickets. So let's keep going. And let's not fucking, you know, let's just throw caution in the wind and, you know, hope that we can keep making as much money as we're making, you know, doing all this bonehead shit. It's it's stupid because, you know, Batman vs Superman wasn't a great wasn't a great film. Was it an okay film? Sure, it was okay, but there was a lot of fucked up shit in that movie too that I didn't that I didn't like, and there was a lot of shit that just raised a lot of eyebrows, you know. But you know, as a fan, you know I wanted to like the movie, and then. Uh, you know, then you see the Suicide Squad movie, and you're just like, Jesus, fuck, like, what are they doing? You know, and so then, I mean, but but the characters themselves, like, the the actors, I think, did a good job of, like, you know, coming through with their characters. It's just the story wasn't doing them any favors. And it's like, you know, with Wonder Woman, you know, obviously, we've you know, there's already been the Wonder Woman trailer. It seems like that one might not be so bad. You know, because some of the standalone, you know, like the standalone Superman movie was okay. You know, and so Wonder Woman's standalone movie might be good too. But like, why we haven't got a standalone fucking Ben Affleck Batman movie before a Justice League movie, or even the fucking standalone Aquaman movie, or the Cyborg movie before you get the ensemble cast, makes no sense. That's all I'm saying. Is that they're doing two hurried of a job trying to match the movies that Marvel's already had but Marvel took like six fucking eight years to build up to those movies and DC's trying to do it in half the time and you can tell uh you know so honestly I don't think that the you know, starting over would be a bad idea. Would it be, like, super soon? And would a lot of people be like, Jesus, that's, uh, that was quick. You know, they threw in the towel really fast. Um, you know, yeah, sure. You know, people would probably say that. But, you know, if it can actually, like, salvage the DC universe and, you know, end up equaling, you know, an overall, uh, you know, better, you know, storyline and universe and, you know, you'd be able to, uh, like, relate to the characters more. Like, I would be all for that. You know, I mean... I think people want to see a DC universe that has as much quality as a Marvel movie. I mean, would you not agree to that? I mean, because think about it. Yeah, people want it. I don't think they're ever going to get it, though. 
I know, but it's not going to be because it's not possible. It's going to be from a lack of trying. Right? I just... They try and they just don't. No. You cannot tell me with the movies that you've watched from DC that they're fucking trying. They're trying to make money. They're not trying to make a good film. No, I think that they try. It's just that they don't have the right people. They have people looking at the wrong things. I I think your statement's flawed in you saying that they're making... That they're actually trying. Like, I... Uh, to me, it just seems like they're doing their best to, you know, cash in on what Marvel has helped build. To me, it's like, you know, Halloween's come. And somebody who fucking took the time to build a nice costume, you know, by hand to look like an awesome character that they love. That person puts on that fucking... That, that 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 person puts on this uh, costume and they go out and they're getting all the fucking candy because this person spent all this time, you know, going over meticulous detail to make this costume look like a fucking million dollars. And this person's going out on Halloween and just fucking raking it in. And DC is the fucking, like, little brother that forgot to fucking make his costume and went to the fucking store and got some pieces to a costume and threw it together and is running out the door half pulling up the pants and also trying to go to the same fucking doors that older brother's going to but you know trying to get as much candy as he can but he's getting fucking boned to me it just seems like there's just like a complete lack of planning you know a, com- a complete lack of effort and they're just doing their best to try to like match big brother you know, but ultimately, they're not going to ever be able to do that because what they're trying to do isn't meet or exceed the quality of the content that Marvel's putting out. They're trying to make the same amount of money as Marvel. Like, ultimately, that's the goal of any business is to make money. But to me, like, that's their, that's their primary purpose can we make as much money as Marvel? How can we do that? And that's it. If I think their priorities were different and they said, hey, look, we're going to make this really good movie. We're going to take the time to fucking develop this movie. And, you know, we're not going to move forward with it until we have a quality film. That's going to be when, one, people are happy. Two, um you know, we can be confident that there's actually going to be a really stable, just overall awesome DC universe. And three, you know, the DC, you know, the, you know, the people that own the DC universe are going to be able to say, hey, look, we have something successful to build on and we're going to make a shit ton of money. But it's going to be because they made quality content. And people need to stop going to pay for DC's movies until they shape up. I mean, if money is the driving force. And I mean, we're 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 uh, we're contributors to that because you know, as as bad as some of these movies have been, and even as 
even though uh, Amanda and I didn't really expect these movies to be very good, we still went and saw them. Why? Because we're hoping and praying that these movies are going to be as good as we hope they be. And, you know, ultimately, you know, they end up being okay. You know, but nothing like what we'd hoped they'd be. And so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if, if people really want DC to shape up, then you stop buying tickets to these fucking movies. You know, but I guess I got to take some of my own advice and, uh, you know, skip these films as well. Um, so, I don't know. That's my two cents. I mean, is that is that like a drastic measure? You know, basically starting over with the DC Universe? Probably. I mean, at a minimum, should they at least slow down some of their production? Or maybe even switch up the order in which they're going to release these movies? You know, that would be like a good, you know, meeting halfway of sorts. I mean, honestly, I think Justice League should be pushed back. Obviously, Wonder Woman should stay where it is. And, you know, a movie like Cyborg or Aquaman, the standalone Batman, should be moved up. And, you know, I'd personally like to see, a, um, you know, a standalone Green Lantern, too. Because I'd like to see Green Lantern in the Justice League as well. I think at this point it's been long enough. And, uh, you know, they could probably successfully revamp that with the right person. But, uh, that's just my thought. You know, I don't think they... Like I said, I think they're just trying to match Marvel with, uh, you know, the, su the success of the Avengers. I mean, obviously, the Justice League is right up there, um, you know, and it very well could, you know, do Avengers numbers. But uh, the way they're going about it with how hastily they're trying to develop these characters to make the Justice League movie relevant is just kind of just seems like a very haphazard developments taking place. And we're going to see more of the same of what we've already seen from what DC's had to offer. So, oh, do you have any final thoughts? Nope. Well, there it is then. Um, this is episode 30. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at uh, thatconversationalist at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out some of the stories and you know, and or videos that uh, we're talking about by going to Facebook um, at uh, That Conversationalist. Um, you can also uh, check us out on Twitter at, at That Com Podcast. Um, you can download us or listen to us on SoundCloud, but it'd be awesome if you can actually do that on iTunes. Um, and you can find us on, uh, you can find us by searching Conversationalist in iTunes. Um, so you can download us or listen to us there as well. Um, you know, leave a review if you want, or just tell us how we can improve. Um, so, uh, appreciate you listening. Um, I'm Jesse and Amanda. Woohoo! And we'll have a good night. Bye. Bye.